So welcome to the first episode of Everything or Nada. I am your host, RJ Alexander, and today we have a very special guest for the first episode, and we are starting this adventure together, and well, let's do this. Welcome. That's to- me. Welcome to my best friend in the whole wide world, JC. Introduce yourself, my friend. Okay, first of all, I better be your fucking best friend. Uh, <laughs> by the way, disclaimer, this will be explicit because I do not know how to control my mouth. So Amen. if anybody is listening and they got kids around, either put headphones or put them to sleep. Amen. Good and good a little introduction. All right. So the first episode, I was honestly planning on doing it my doing it myself, but you know, we're just gonna win this. I know that I wouldn't let you. Oh, I know. And we're gonna do this together. So will you just introduce yourself and give us a little bit about you? Well, I'm your pain in the ass. Um, I bother you. Oh, about me, not you. Okay. Um, well, everybody knows me as JC. I annoy the shit out of you all the time. Uh, 29 years old. I feel like I'm typing up a Tinder profile. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you want me to say? I don't know. Just say whatever. Huh. I mean, everybody, you know me, so it's kind of on the harder side to explain myself. Well, yes, but you also have to understand our audience really doesn't know you. They, they've only gotten to know me throughout the last few years. Well, they're going to have to start learning how to. Okay. Um, I'm Latino, just like you. I'm from the Dominican Republic. Um, I am a flight attendant, so I travel for a living, currently in one of my layovers. Um, and we've been postponing this podcast for how many days now? Oh, I want to say like oh, two weeks. <laughs> and it's mostly my fault. I accept it. Well, it's also my fault because one, I just got married not even a month ago. Mm-hmm. And then two, you are always flying and working, always. Mm-hmm. You got and married. You, yeah, it, it happened. Mm-hmm. So, on record, mm-hmm. can you admit to the people that I found out you got married after you got married? Okay, yes. So, this is true. Um, my husband and I just randomly decided after our DC trip to get married mm-hmm. right at the courthouse and it just happened. I didn't even mm-hmm. text you. That was my bad. I know you wanted to kill me. I'm sorry. That's that's on me. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that being said, we're just going to go ahead and jump into the first episode our coming out um, journeys. With that being said, I will put a disclaimer this episode is very explicit and it has a lot of touchy subjects when it comes to, you know, health, self-harm, um, suicide talking. And if you don't like that, just a fair warning. If you don't want to hear that, I would suggest clicking out of this first episode. But if you want to go listen through it all. And do you have anything to say? No. All right. You said it all. All right. So that's just a disclaimer before we get into it. It's just, it's good to be, you know. Very explicit. Yes. And careful. All right. So I'll let you go first and then I'll do mine towards the end. All right. So coming out story. Um, Everything happened after high school. And if anybody who I went to high school with, you would know who you are. A couple of the people in high school actually knew I was gay. Those are the people who I trusted the most. I'm not going to say any names, but you know mm-hmm. exactly who you could be. Um, so everything actually started happening after I graduated high school. 
Um, so this would be without telling how old I am. Uh, this was 2012. Uh, so in 2012, I had just come back from the Dominican Republic. I did a family trip because one of my family members was getting married and it was also my 18th birthday. Um, come back from the Dominican Republic and I was always into social media. So this is the era, if anybody else can remember, where Facebook started coming out. I don't think Instagram was still a thing yet. So everybody was all up in Facebook. And my stepfather at the time was like encouraging me to open a Facebook. Oh, you know, this is a trend. Everybody's in it. And I mean, I'm sure later on we'll speak about um, more of our childhood and stuff like that. But a long, very, a very, very long story short, I was abused as a child physically and mentally. Um, by physically, I mean hands-on me, nothing inappropriate. Um, so I had a Facebook account, but they did not know. My mom knew, and she was kind of hiding it, but not hiding it. Like, she knew I had it, wouldn't say anything, but the moment everything came out, she played the blind game. She, oh, I know nothing, blasey, blasey. And um, I was, it was probably about May-ish. Um, my stepfather has a niece, and she was staying with us for a, a while. She moved to Georgia where I lived and she was going to school too. And that was who I would go to. Like we would know our little secrets. I knew she had a little boyfriend and this and that. And obviously she knew I was gay too. Um, and we would get onto her iPad and go through Facebook. Oh, let's look, see what people are posting. Oh, let's see who we can talk to. Blasey, blasey, blasey. So we accidentally left our account, my account registered it was logged out but it was registered so as soon as you open the app what you can see is my email address so her and my little half brother went to canada with their grandparents because they're not my grandparents um they went on a canada and new york trip and they did not have access to get a hold of us so they were trying to grab the ipad to log into their facebook to communicate with us send us pictures, knowing that they're okay, blasey, blasey. But when they open the app, the first thing they see is my email address. Now, they didn't know it was my email address, but it was kind of obvious. Um, so they asked, of course, her, you know, they asked her what, who, whose email is this? Oh, it's my friends. I just took a guy back to school and they used it to log into Facebook, blasey, blasey, blasey. So kudos to you, Ari, for covering my ass. Um, but of course, that was not a believable story because she was like 13 and didn't know how to lie. I'm pretty sure she's learned by now. Um, so, of course, you know, everything comes to light. And instead of confronting me about it, they wanted to do a little bit more digging to realize, find out if it was actually mine. So when they finally do, um, the gentleman who my mother decided to marry is a barbershop owner. So he comes home from the shop. And another cousin of mine was in town and I was using his device to log into Facebook. And as soon as I hear the garage door opening, I was in the backyard walking my dog. I immediately logged out. So instead of logging out, what I did was I disactivated the account. Well, here comes him, starts to confront me about it. Um, and when he goes to open his phone to show me the account, he couldn't find it. So that pissed him off even more. Um, what did it, what pissed him off was the fact that I was a young kid who was cussing, not even the fact that I had the account. So shit went down, and um, 
I graduated high school probably by like two, three weeks later. And I already had the mentality of as soon as I turn 18, I'm leaving the house. I'm going to be an adult, be on my own. So a couple of weeks after one day, he's pissed off, whatever. Nobody's talking to me. My own mother wasn't even talking to me. And my grandma was in town. She was my lifesaver for the story. I was on her phone texting a couple friends. I couldn't even have a phone, couldn't have anything. That Again, that's a different story for a different day. Um, so I was every time she came in town, I was using her phones to text my friends. And I was texting a co-worker, because at the time I used to work for Subway. And I was like, yo. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. See, I didn't even know that. Really? You, yeah, you never told me that you worked at Subway. What in the world? <laughs> I got shit. I thought I did. All right, so <laughs> Subway was sophomore to halfway through senior year. Okay. So I only worked Friday, Saturday, and Sundays because of school. Saturday, uh, Friday nights right after school, Saturday all day and then Sunday, just morning into the afternoon because of school. And then some some Saturdays I wouldn't go because I was uh, too busy with uh, Taekwondo. So I had class. Um, and every month we would have class, um, competitions to upgrade our belts. Uh, going back. So I told my grandma, I was like, hey, you know, with everything that's going down, let me have your phone so I can tell my friends to stop texting your phone because, you know, the whole thing of everything that's happening, blah, blah, blah. Well, she's like, okay, well, here. So I was like, all right, well, since she's a smoker, she's, uh, I was like, well, go outside, have your cigarette and take your daughter with you. As you know, I don't get along with my mother. So I'm like, take your daughter with you. Well, that morning I had woke up bright and early. I'm talking like 6 a.m., way before anybody else. And I had packed all my stuff. I had packed everything from my closet, everything that I would ever need in luggages. And it was, I put it back in the closet. Okay. So. So basically, basically you had all your stuff ready. Yes. Everything was ready to go. I had my game plan. Shout out to Angela for being the driver in the getaway. Oh, Angela coming through. (laughs) My Angie. She so um she goes outside and I start texting Angela. I'm like, Angela's like, I'm outside. So instead of parking outside of my house, she parked at the neighbor next door. Um, so I had everything ready to go, and my mother thought the solution of everything was for me to join the military, and of course not. I cannot see you in the military. I couldn't see myself in the military. Me I mean, I did ROTC for four years in high school, but that was just an easy A. Right. It was never meant for me to go into the services. You know, shout mm-hmm. out to our military personnel and thank you for everything. But that was not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I text her. I'm like, okay, ready to go, whatever. My little cousin, whose device I was using, is in town. He's at the dining room table. Oh. And he's just playing on the computer, whatever he's doing. As soon as they go outside, I go upstairs. I grab two luggages, take them downstairs, and I go through the backyard. From what I hear that happened in between, they were looking for me and my little nephew, cousin, whatever he is, um, actually ratted me out. No. He's like, oh, no, he's outside in the backyard. He took a bunch of stuff outside. He said he's deep cleaning the room because that is exactly what I told him. Mm-hmm. So they go outside. They don't see me. They go into my room. Everything is gone. Oh, surprise, so, motherfucker. Surprise, bitch. I'm out. <laughs> so we actually drove. She parked next door. We drove right in front of my house. I see both of them, my grandma and my mother, standing sitting outside, and I leaned the seat, I mean, all the way back so they couldn't see me because the window, I don't think the windows of the car were tinted. Girl, this is like early DL. Right. 
<laughs> so because this is how crazy it was. So Angela was actually working. She worked with me in some way. Okay. And between all of them, between her, Chris, Stephanie, oh my God, Carly, they all planned for her to leave work to go get me. They're like, girl, we got the ship. Don't worry. We'll cover the store. Go. So of course she's working. What do we do? We go back to Subway. She's like, all right, well, chill here with me until I leave. And then we plan to see what, what we're going to do. And I said, okay, girl, who shows up to Subway? Please tell me it was not your grandmama. And my mother. No. So my mother never left the car. My grandma comes out. As Dominican as she can be, bless her soul. Bless she her. comes in Subway with hair rollers and a, you know, the little fishnet they put over there, the the hairnet. Dios mío. Verdad. So oh, she comes inside screaming, hollering, making this big old scene. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. I said, go outside. Go outside, go outside, go outside. So, you know, we had a little conversation about everything. She's like, no, don't do this, blah, blah, blah. You know, just come back and we'll go back, you know, we'll move back to Florida when I leave. And I'm like, no, this -hmm. is what I want. I stayed at her house. The rule was, even though her parents knew me, loved me, we could not have boys upstairs. Okay. So obviously that night slept with her in her bed. And the next morning we woke up, okay, what are we going to do? What's the game plan? Like, where are you going to go? I was like, you know, still trying to figure out. So I opened back my Facebook. Now that I think about it, I could have probably done it in a different way, but I guess because of how things were back then, that's just the way things were. So I opened up my Facebook. But you and- also have to remember, there's a bi- there's a pretty decent age gap between you and I. You're calling me old, bitch. I ain't calling you old. It's just your upbringing compared to mine is very different. But I was also, I grew up more in the technology world of things of the internet than you did this is very true so i remember and i still have i think i still have the messages i remember i posted on facebook that i was gonna say something later on during the day but i was still processing how i wanted to word it Mm -hmm. so they go long post you know basically i really started by thinking everybody in high school who knew kept my secret Mm -hmm. mostly because since we had a small town barbershop everybody who went to my school went to the shop to get their haircuts. So it was a big deal of who to tell, who not to tell. ROTC kind of helped me hide things Mm -hmm. from everybody else. So I started by thanking everybody who knew, you know, and then I kind of just spilled the tea right away. I was like, you know, thank you for everybody who knew who I was when I was in high school, even though it just, we just recently graduated, who kept secrets for four plus years because... I remember I when I moved there, I did middle school and high school. So I was along around the same people. And then it kind of just spilled. I came out and because I tagged those people who knew on the post, when I mentioned their name, I was actually getting feedback and comments from people they knew who were reading the post because they're tagged on my page. And it was it was very beautiful messages, I'd have to say. Everybody in support. Everybody who were tagged responded back to, bitch, we basically, bitch, we always had your back. Um, but between posting it and going back to read these comments, after I typed everything up, it took me a good 15 minutes to click post. Do I want to do this? I wasn't sure. 
So you was it because of fear? I think it was one of those things where I know I'm doing it, but when you get to that one step before it's everything becomes official, it's like, okay, do I, am I sure? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen after this? I think it's the fear of the unknown of what can come after this because it could have gone one or two ways. The way right. it did where everybody was, you know, so com- um, comforting and accepting or it could have gone downhill where I could have been depressed because of negative comebacks. Right. Which is, you know, one of the biggest things that we have to go through in the LGBT community is the non-acceptance. And I think that was mostly my fear. So finally took the courage. I clicked post and shut down the computer. I wanted to disappear. I wanted to hide. I don't want to read anything. At that point, it's like, okay, it's out there, but I want absolutely nothing to do. I don't want to look at it. Um, Besides those feelings, was there any relief that you felt? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, yes. It was a huge weight off my shoulders, but at the same time, it was more pressure, Mm -hmm. um, if that makes sense. So it took me hours. I remember I felt I went back to sleep and... Once I woke up, Angela's like, well, you're going to log in and look? I'm like, sure. So I logged in. I mean, everything was great. Great positive feedbacks. And I had a friend back in high school who did ROTC with me. His name was Steven. Mm -hmm. And the moment Steven walked the classroom, he went straight to me. He goes, you know, I know. I'm like, you know what? Like, you you caught me off guard. What are you talking about? He goes, I know you are. I remember the exact words, I know your family. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, the fuck? Are you gay too? And he's like, no, my dad is. So if you ever need to talk, you can talk to my dad. Oh, wow. And that was big. That was So huge. he was kind of being like a guidance help, like a friend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there was no one in high school who couldn't mess with me because between Steven and... um what is his name? I forgot. Oh my God, he's going to kill me. Oh my God, he's going to kill me. Whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> I, I can see his face, but I cannot remember his name. Between both of those two boys who did ROTC with me, always stu- stood my back. I mean, I remember I almost got into a fight in the middle of class. And between both of them, they pinned down this one person. Oh, wow. To, you know, protect me from anything else. So I started communicating with Michael, which is um, Stephen's dad. Mm. And he basically, Abraham, Jesus Christ. Sorry, Abe, if you ever get to this episode, I swear to God, I love you. You're like a brother to me, but I did forget your name for like a second. <laughs> and to confess, and to confess, yes, I just went to Instagram real quick to go look up his name. <laughs> bitch, the, the, the thing is, you getting old, honey. You think you're funny, bitch? <laughs> It's okay. We we I'm getting there. And when I'm telling you I'm getting gray hair, I'm getting old, bitch. So talking about your birthday, should I forget your birthday tomorrow? Like you've forgotten mine for the last two years? Okay. I did not forget your birthday the last two years. Really? I had it in my calendar. I just and, forgot and to text. What happened was, say that you one more time. You, you can't hold it against me the first year. We had just been talking for less than a year. Okay, so I can hold last year. Okay, that's fine. That's okay. on me. Thank you. I just want to make sure that it's out there in public. <laughs> I, I accept your apology. Uh, Michael sees the message on Facebook and reaches out to me. He goes, come to my house. And he lived really close by. 
and we went over. Wait, me and wait, I, wait. How old was Michael? Michael, I would have to say, he was in his was in his forties. Okay, and you were it's, how old at this time? Um, eighteen. Okay, 18, eighteen. Yeah, eighteen. So I go over to his house. Me and Angela go over. We had a couple of drinks. Yes, underage drinking, which obviously that runs in the Latino community. Yes, um, and especially <laughs> just overall under the umbrella yes. scope. Yeah, so for those of you that want to say something about that, whatever, okay? I'm pretty sure you did worse in your days. So we just had a conversation, and I remember crying a lot. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't upset. It was just cry of relief. Mm -hmm. And the first thing we did was sit down and watch Two Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything. Oh, you even remember? Yes, Basically, because I watched it the other day. Um, <laughs> and that was my first gay movie. Really? First gay movie. Nothing in my house was ever watched that was gay because the gentleman my, my mother decided to marry was very homophobic. I had to be raised with a lot of discriminatory remarks. Mm -hmm. So to sit here with somebody who was able to guide me through gayhood, I should say, mm -hmm. um, I remember it. I cried a shit ton that night and even after the movie i cried myself to sleep oh hugging michael michael was like a dad okay now do you still keep in touch with michael um not much but i did speak with him not too long ago i stayed with them for a while i stayed with them maybe about three months um and it was i mean the next day i woke up to basically having parents him and his husband and his other kids. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, there's a total of seven kids. Oh, so um, they had a big family. Very large family, very accepting family. I mean, we did road trips. We did family get-togethers. It was the perfect family you picture that you never had. Mm -hmm. um, it was wonderful. They took me under the wings. I learned a lot. Um, and then we ended up getting an apartment, me and the boys. And then I moved back to Florida. Mm -hmm. So to where you now reside to yeah well to where my house is currently at because I don't reside anywhere like they say we're the homeless of the sky <laughs> amen <laughs> so fast forward uh 2000 February 2013 I got up and left I wanted to leave the past behind mm -hmm. so I moved back to Florida and honestly technically till this day um at 29 almost 30 years old Fuck you, because I know what you're thinking. Um, <laughs> no, what's actually going through my head is that my husband's older than you. Oh, look at him. He's a cougar. I, honey, let me tell you, sidetrack for a second. A lot of his family members, when they first met me as his boyfriend, they thought that I was under, like, maybe 18, 19. Oh, come on. You don't look that fucking young. Are they blind? Well, I, honey, I don't know. His aunt thought that he was robbing the cradle. I mean, he technically is. <laughs> but anyways, back to the story. So, I mean, technically, till this day, I was I never came out to my family. You just left it as, as it was. I just left, yeah, I left it as is. And anybody who knows me, even from growing up, if you didn't know I was gay, you were legally blind. Uh, <laughs> yes, because, honey, you... Let me tell you, for those that don't know JC when it comes to how he looks like now, you're out of what I would consider from what I grew up within myself of 
You're just out there. Hell yeah. I give two fucks. Nobody pays my bills. I know, but that to me where compared to where I grew up in the southern parts of Kentucky, we don't really often see that. Right. And, you know, sidetrack again, but if anything from my story that I want anybody to take for anybody um, younger than you and I who are going through the same problem, you know, I don't know about you. We can talk about it when we get to your story. But I, I think my advice is start accepting yourself before anybody else can accept you. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, because we already go through a lot of stuff, but you have to love yourself. I'm sorry to say I'm going to pull up Mama Rue here, but it, technically, seriously, if you cannot love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? You know? Amen. Mama Rue coming through. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. sorry, Mama, I still lying for a minute, but it's true. You know, now that I think back and I, I see, you know, the way I've, I've grown myself and, and everything, it, it's true. You know, mm-hmm. you have to accept yourself, love yourself and be comfortable with yourself to be able to even survive in mm-hmm. our society. But back to the story. So technically, I mean, I never really came out to my family. I think the only one that I actually came out to was my grandma and my mom from my mom's side of the family. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of my aunts, which if she ever hears this, sorry, lady, but basically had not come out directly to the family itself. So with my grandma, I, so we sat down and I said, look, um, long story short, I obviously, your daughter's going to be coming in for the weekend and I'm going to have a conversation with her, which prior to, because I know how dramatic she can be. So by, this- talking, by saying your daughter, you're talking about your mom. Yes. Okay. As we all know, I don't know with her, so don't call her that. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, okay, you know, whatever. So I said, you know what? I'm gay, you know? So now it's the time to talk about it. I was like, what? Like, I was expecting a little bit more and more questions. She's like, okay. So basically, you came out to her and she just said okay about it. Yeah, like, okay, I know, you know? So did it catch you off guard? In, in a way. I mean, I think I was expecting a little bit more questions and had her drink and... She said, look, as long as I don't see you being hurt, we're good. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And to this day, me and her can go clubbing and pop our pussy around. I'm um, <laughs> so when it comes to telling my mother, I was dating somebody at the time. And basically, we went to dinner mm-hmm. with him there. Mm-hmm. Um, and along the way to dinner, he was a friend, he's a friend, he's a friend, he's a friend. Conversation was very short and dry. Um, we sat, I remember we went to Mellow Mushroom, which is a speaks of place. We had dinner, very fast dinner, thank God. And before leaving, um, we were supposed to go meet with my aunt and my grandmother for this little, you know, open live concert that there was. And I basically sat her down and I said, look, the person that's standing in front of you, that man sitting across from this table, because I sat with her. And at that point, the person I'm dating is like kicking me under the table, like, oh my God, filter yourself, please. No, the person who's sitting across so from you. I don't think is... you have ever been unfiltered or filtered, sorry. No, I don't have time to be filtered. It's 2023. And I'm the type of person that I'd rather tell you things how it is once and hurt your feeling once so you can get the fuck over it versus lying to you and hurt you for the rest of life because you're not going to forget. Right. So I show very tough love. And if you don't like it, then I'm pretty sure we wouldn't be friends, anybody out there. 
Mm-hmm. So I basically sat her down and I said, look, the person who's across from you is not my friend. That is the man I am dating. I am gay. What do you have to say? To anybody who is an ally, you might take this differently and have some sort of feeling to this response. And if you are not and you are just kind of friends with a gay person, you might be on her side to this. But she is a religious woman who was has became a religious woman over the last couple of years. Um, due to the family she was married into. She basically said, okay. I said, okay, this is the time to talk about it. Say it now or forever hold your peace because this conversation would not be back up. She said, I have nothing to say. All I will tell you is that you are my son and I love you, but I do not accept a sin. And at that moment in time, I think I blacked out and wanted to punch somebody in the face. But I said, if there's nothing else to say, this conversation is over, we can leave. So we left. I grabbed my man by his hand and we had our merry way. I mean, we reunited back with the family and it was a very awkward weekend because at this point now you want to be petty about it guess what so can i so (laughs) we went we were celebrating my grandma's 60th birthday and we went downtown lauderdale downtown miami area and (laughs) we went to this one restaurant and it's like oh what are you gonna have i was like oh i think i'm just gonna have um something i don't know i couldn't remember and she goes, I clearly remember, she goes, oh, you don't want to have some, like, fish? I'm like, no, I don't do fish. As you can tell, I'm gay. I don't have fish. But we, <laughs> we did it out of spite just to bother her because it knew it would get under her skin. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> well, that, at the end of the day, you know, you had to do what you felt was right for you. Right. You know, everyone's coming out story is very different. Mine is very different from yours. But with that being said, I do have a few questions that I would like you to answer. And then, you know, we'll go into mine. So one of the questions that I had was, when did you realize that you were gay? Like at what age? Third grade. Oh, so you were very young. I kissed the first boy in third grade. Oh, I did not know that. Yep. He lived in my neighborhood. We kind of just clicked. We were friends. Mm-hmm. But we knew there was more to that. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, that was the first kid I ever actually, it wasn't even a kiss. It was a full-on makeout shit. Oh, my gosh. I did not hold back. Uh-huh. Hmm. So my next question is, at what age or when was a specific moment that you fully accepted yourself before coming out? I think I want to say I was still in high school. Once those few close friends and I'm telling you what I mean close I mean it's a handful it's not it doesn't even reach 10 people Mm -hmm. um knew from my mouth not because of my actions not because of the way I acted from my mouth like we had a full-on conversation Mm -hmm. I think when I noticed that wait shit I'm not different you know this these people know and I'm not treated any different than anybody else in the school Mm -hmm. and I and there was a couple, you know, gay kids in my school and which, you know, you're not wrong. Like, do you regret anything the way you did it? No, I don't. Again, I think it goes back to, I was in a different era Mm -hmm. where I think Facebook was the only source to say everything at once for everyone to know at once. Mm -hmm. I think it was a little bit more limited than we are today on how to do things. You know, I wasn't really around I mean, to me, I don't think pride was such a big thing in my time. Um, network shows and all these 
movies wasn't such a big thing back when I was young. So mm. I don't think anything would have changed. Now, do you regret anything? No, hell no. I never regret anything. I do shit on purpose. Um, <laughs> um... <laughs> That's fucking right. Because I know I've known you for so many years. And for our listeners, fun fact, real quick. JC and I have never met in person. Nope. What we've been, we've known each other, what, almost three years, four years now? Four years. Four years. Yep. And we have not met in person, not once. It's been all virtual, online. You know, it, it all started on Instagram, didn't it? Um, It started TikTok and went into Instagram. God, so that makes me feel old because now I'm realizing it would be my fifth year this year doing TikTok. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and, we, you know, and going to, I mean, we can have a whole episode about, you know, our friendship and stuff. Um, but just a little sneak peek, I should say. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because the connection that we have, like simple when, you know, I'm having a rough day, whatever, I'm feeling some type of way. I don't know how you get a feel for it. And the first thing I get is a message. Are you okay? And, you know, it goes beyond just a a simple connection, what people would think. I don't know you, but on my end, a little sneak peek for those for the next episode, which we will talk about our deep dive into our friendship. It's more, I don't know how would you explain it, but for me, it's more intuitive. Right. It's weird. It's, it's, how do you explain it? It's like tiny little butterflies of unease feeling, but the person I'm thinking is you. Mm-hmm. It's very bizarre. Anybody else, but the first person that comes to mind, I'm like, okay, bitch, you okay? Yeah. And, there, and there's times, you know, with work and everything, I can't answer right away. And and even though I land, and one of the messages I see on my phone is, it's you. Yeah, it's very weird. But we've never met in person. It's always been through FaceTime, iMessage, or or just Instagram or TikTok. Yeah. And my husband finds it very fascinating because. Unlike me, he grew up not really understanding the internet as much and being online and, you know, putting your life out there. Right. But it just happens. It's just, that's just how we are. It's really bizarre. It is crazy. It is. I would have to say it is crazy. Mm -hmm. Now, back to the topic. My next question is, when when you were growing up, did you see around you anyone that happened to be gay lesbian part of the community that you kind of realized who they were how they were and then were there anyone in your family that would say negative things about that um negative yes like i said before you know um growing up watching tv as a household you know there was a gay personnel on tv there's gay actors actresses whatever um, and there was a lot of negative remarks coming from the gentleman asshole who my mother married. So I was always set back by that. But um, I think one of the first people who I ever encountered that was gay, that was close and not close as in close to me, but like in our family, friends and fa- friends and family. Um, it's actually one of my aunt's ex-boyfriend's brother. And, and that was the first up-close, face-to-face gay relationship I ever saw. But family members, no. I mean, I do have my doubts about a couple of them. But 
Um, no, I don't, not family members, but I do remember having a couple of people who would be in our family circle who were gay. So my last question would be, what advice would you give individuals or people that were, or even young adults, or, you know, we, I personally have seen older adults up in their like 50s or 60s coming out later in yeah. life. What advice would you give them? Fuck it. Fuck it. Seriously. Um, be yourself. You have nobody to prenderle cuenta, nobody that you have, you owe anything to, but yourself. Again, it goes back to what I said earlier about if you're not going to accept yourself, you're not going to be happy. I've seen people in my life who are, who I know that are still in the closet, who right. seem a little bit from third eye perspective, seem a little bit miserable with their lives and is because they are in the closet. Like I am no one to say, come out, you know, mm -hmm. everybody does it when they feel comfortable. Like you did, I did anybody else, mm -hmm. but I do encourage you to find, find yourself. And that goes for anybody that you don't have to be able to find yourself, but accept yourself with whatever it is that you're going through at the time in the moment. But if you can't mm -hmm. figure out yourself, who you are, talk to somebody. You know, there's moments and times where you and I have something that worked out for something we're going, yeah. you know, talk to somebody, even if it goes down to, excuse me, um, talking to somebody in the professional field. If you need to talk to a therapist, if you need to talk to a shrink, hell, if you need to go to the bar and talk to the bartender, get it out of your chest. You know, a lot of people build a lot of things that hurts them, that makes them take the wrong decisions in life. And before you do that, accept yourself and love yourself. That's going to be a major thing in life. So I guess it's my turn. <laughs> yes. I feel like I'm done talking. Okay. So it's my turn. Well, my coming out story was very different. Um, I come from a very traditional Catholic, Roman Catholic, Mexican family. And don't mind my husband in the background, by the way, he's over there drinking his Red Bull. But overall, I grew up, you know, in a very religious household where I happen to be the only boy out of four children growing up. Mm -hmm. um, my coming out was very interesting because I grew up, you know, in Southern Kentucky where basically you are looked at in a weird way for either, either being Hispanic or even gay. So it all started when I kind of realized I was very different like at the age of I want to say I was like maybe in first grade first or second grade mm -hmm. and I remember looking at this little blonde blue-eyed boy at the time in my class and I still remember his name but I'm not gonna name him because his parents worked um, in the education system and I had seen him and I just thought he was the prettiest little thing ever and that's when I, you know, realized there was something going on with me. I came out maybe to my peers in school. I want to say I was eighth grade, ending my eighth grade before summer vacation came through, going on into freshman year of high school. I just randomly came out. I remember the last day or the, like the last two days of school before starting freshman year the next year. And all I remember was when I started high school, 
everyone started messaging me, asking me if it was true. And I blatantly told them it was true. Like I had nothing to hide. I remember that I was very bullied in school by a lot of what we call redneck kids or Southern kids that would, you know, tease me, bully me, whatever, but I would not retaliate. Now, when it comes to coming out to my family, I was kind of outed in true honesty and like, you know, being honest, I was outed by a family member. Mm -hmm. I was maybe, I want to say like 17 going on 18. And at the time I was dating a very much older man at the time. I was more like his candy, his eye candy, boy toy. And I guess someone saw us out in a gathering and they told my parents. And all I remember was I had never told my parents because of the fact that I was scared of fully coming out and not being accepted because of the way that I was raised. I remember my mom called me and it was like during the fall or summer, I want to say of that year. And I remember her and my dad were, you know, in bed laying there. And my mom asked me straight up, hey, um, are you dating Hulano? Like, you know, are you dating so-and-so? And I said, yes. And she said, I remember my dad stayed quiet the entire time. My mom blatantly said, you know, how do you know you're like that? I didn't raise you to be like that. And then I came back with the rebuttal of, well, I used to wear your heels. I used to wear your heels was when I was a kid. Like I would sometimes even being in fifth, fourth grade, putting on her heels, putting on her makeup, because even at the time, my mom had a wooden little treasure box that she would keep a red lipstick in. And I would always put it on when she was gone and then wipe it away, clean up the mess and then put it back in its case. And I was like, mom, I've always been this way. And my mom decided to say, you know what? I think it's best if we take you to the Catholic school and help you get counseling, guidance, because I don't think you are that way. And in that moment, I felt very vulnerable, but not heard, if that makes any sense. Yes. And I understand at the time when that whole thing happened, my mom was scared because I was scared even of not knowing of what would what would happen if I went to counseling. Needless to say, my mom took me actually to a, a shrink. And let me tell you, I remember the shrink because he was Colombian. He was six foot one. He would always wear, oh my gosh, I'm going to say this in front of my husband, but oh well. I found this man so attractive at the time. And he was married, and I remember he had a wife, and she was pregnant. But he would always wear button-up shirts. He and I had maybe two or three sessions. Blankly told my mom, you know, he's not crazy. He knows what he wants. He has a bright future ahead of him. Just let him be, you know. So then after high school, after that happened, I graduated high school. Moved to Las Vegas for about two and a half years. Really didn't have much contact with my parents. And I had given my mom a decision and saying, you know, if you can't accept me now, you will never be able to accept me and I will not have any contact with you. You know, it took her maybe two to three years to fully accept me up until I was like 23, 24. 
But even growing up, I would remember watching some or hearing certain people in my dad's side of the family that were trans or even gay. But my parents were, I guess, not well educated on the whole topic, if that makes any sense. Okay. A quick story time of the time of how I fully accepted myself. Do you remember Boost mobile phones back in the day when they had the walkie-talkie on them? Child, I am older than you. Hell yes, I remember. Okay. So at the time, I had an old walkie-talkie that had the buttons, the click buttons, and the little screen. Remember those? Yes. So at the time, I had a prepaid phone. On that Boost mobile company, there was also like a sing a singles hotline you would call before i would call that hotline when i was a kid i was in middle school probably i would look at myself in the mirror and try to figure out try to say to myself in the mirror you're gay and i couldn't even say the words out loud and before i started crying well there was one night i got on the mobile you know the singles hotline i decided to call and i remember there was this guy that answered and he was hispanic and in Spanish, he says, you know, what's your what's your uh, name? How old are you? And I said, RJ, I'm, you know, whatever years old. And he's like, you're too young to be on this hotline. What are you doing on here? How did you get this number? And, you know, I explained it to him. And he said, are you trying to figure out and come? Are you trying to figure yourself out and come to terms with it? I said, yes. And for the the life of me, I can't remember his name. But he gave me some advice that I took to heart and it stuck with me even to this day. He was, he said something along the lines of, you know, if you can't fully accept yourself now, how are you going to live your life the way you want to? You know, he gave me that, that advice and maybe a week later, I finally came to terms with myself and then just was myself throughout the entire rest of my childhood. Um, right. But he was, he didn't know me. We were complete strangers and we had only spoken once that one time. And that was it. It was just very fascinating trying to tell myself, even now looking back as it, at it as an adult, I couldn't even say to myself, you're gay. And it was very intriguing now looking back to see I was scared. What would you say you were scared of? I think I was scared of a combination of things. One, I would say I was scared of not being accepted, not just by what I thought was, you know, my family and is my family to even what people in the church would say, if that makes any sense. Right. But overall, you know, I had to come to, I was scared internally of what, the people that we went to church with, because you also have to imagine we would go to church every Sunday, every Sunday morning and growing up, we never missed church. So even when I came out to my parents, I remember, or when I was outed, I kind of had to realize that I had to take my own life into my own hands. But overall, that's just how it went. I do remember apparently when, after I came out when my parents would go back to Mexico to visit family, there was a turning point that I realized that my dad fully accepted me was when apparently there was a really big discussion about my sexuality back at home. And my dad kind of stuck out his neck for me and made it stop. 
But now I remember the first time, the first person I ever came out to was my sister that's two years younger than I am. I remember, I want to say I was in high school. I want to say my sophomore year when she asked me, hey, are these rumors true? And, you know, I told her yes. And she was like, I love you. And I don't have an issue with it. You're my brother. You know, just be my brother. That's all I care about. And, and overall, hmm. Don't mean to cut you off, but in that moment, her acceptance, how did that make you feel? Like a big weight was lifted off. Okay. And I could fully be myself and talk to her because even growing up, I would want to talk to her about boys because, you know, that was something we also related on. You know, overall, it was a big weight lifted off. I do remember actually an occasion when I was in high school where I really didn't, I want to say it was my freshman year too. I didn't give a crap about my grades my freshman year, if that makes any sense. That Amen sounds really bad. Huh? Amen to that. Well, it sounds bad to say, but th it was that's the truth. And I remember I was really close friends with my uh, high school um, principal or vice principal at the time. Miss Forgy, if you're listening to this, you are such a big person in my life growing up. I remember my parents came in to talk to her because she wanted to talk about my grades. Dripping in sweat that I thought that I was going to be outed in that moment. Right. And she kept my secret between her and I because I guess that she understood that in that moment, I wasn't completely out. And she respected that boundary. Now as an adult, I don't know if this happens to you. Sometimes I feel like I have to come out again with people that you don't ever, you've never met and you start meeting new people. I sometimes go through the effect of meeting new people and them not knowing that I'm openly gay. Does that make any sense? Yes. Like, do you, do you have that happen often? Um, not, no, not me. Well, I guess it's probably from the area that we kind of live in. That yeah. I, I want to say, but overall, my coming out story was my coming out was a little difficult to process internally overall. Now, as a 26 year old that I am, I'm married and my parents fully accept it. But, you know, there's stuff that I know moving forward. Currently, my parents are ha haven't I've never really brought anyone home to them. They've never seen me actually interact with a significant other. So moving forward. It's going to be a very big dynamic change for them to see that. I'm trying to be nosy to find out what's going on because there's a bunch of screaming. <laughs> I hear um, it a little bit. No, I think it's, you know, the difference in times. So, like, my upbringing was a lot of the internet, the Instagram, the Snapchat, the Facebook. And that, for me, was also an outlet to kind of fully embrace myself, if that makes any sense. Right. And it really helped a lot. But I remember even coming out online was very scary for me, but I learned very quickly that there are people just like you and I. Yes. So having a community around that helped me a lot to even fully accept myself and not give two shits of what people would think or say. But even now to this day, I've really... The only people that I have come out to is like my parents, my sisters, some friends, and a little bit of family. I don't really have much of, of a connection with my family back home. 
So for me, it was kind of easiest to just leave it as it was and let them find out through other people. What do you think are their thoughts? I mean, do you think at one point you would have that conversation with them? I think I would if I would go back, if that makes any sense. But now, because of how much the internet has grown, especially my Facebook account, is it's very family oriented. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them, a lot of them know of me and of my sexuality or whatever it may be, snippets of that and this. But I know that there are family members very close to me that have restrictions because. There was one occasion that on Facebook we had a very big disagreement and I decided to block the person because they posted a video of two gay men dancing and they posted of the comment saying, you know, what a disgrace. And then, you know how I am, just like you, I'm very outspoken. I commented, girl, you know how I am. I commented underneath the post something saying like, you know, I'm gay. And I'm your nephew. And I thought the relationship that we had was close, but I guess not. I I know some people in my life or in my family have restrictions, but at the end of the day, I don't need to have their acceptance to live my life. Absolutely. That's just how it is. I live my life by my way, my rules, and I call it a day. So, you know, now, you know, I'm happily married. Life is great. People want to say things, oh, well, I'm too grown for all that. But, you know, that's just what it is. And I think it's, you know, if people want to say something, go for it. You know, there is positive criticism and there's just the negative Nancy's. (laughs) But at the end of the day, if you're coming to me to tell me something, why does it bother you? And I'm going to be a little bit on the vulgar side here, but... A female. If a female comes to me and tells me, oh, da-da-da-da, you're gay. Well, bitch, I fucking your husband. Why does it matter? I'm not taking any competition from you. Obviously, the ones I'm going to date, the ones I'm going to be with, it's going to be another gay man. I'm not going after your straight man. And the same thing goes for the gentleman. The gentlemen who want to come say something to a gay man. Okay, I'm sorry, honey. You're welcome. And you're welcome in the sense of, I'm gay, that means I don't want a woman. I'm leaving them to you. You know, I I think that's one of the things I can never seem to understand. And, you know, hopefully somebody will be. But why does it matter to somebody else what somebody else is? Right. You know, and that's a very dark subject that anybody can go into. Maybe we'll have, you know, somebody join us in the podcast who wants to bring that up. And maybe uh, let's bring an ally that can be able to explain or somebody who is not as accepting that can be able to explain their perspective. Because Mm -hmm. to me, being so open-minded, I just don't get it. I do not get in your business about you being with whoever you want to be and having a child. Okay, well, maybe personally, I don't think that you're fit to be a mother, but you're not going to see me bring that up to somebody because it's not my problem. It's her coochie, his ding-dong that are going to create a child that they're <laughs> not going to be able to, you know, <laughs> take care of. Well, yeah, and see, to me, it's very fascinating even kind of getting into the subject a little bit. It's fascinating when... I see riots or, you know, protests going on about this and that about people like you and I. And it's very fascinating because we're just trying to live our lives to have 
you know, right. for basic rights and people are just being ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I think in, in our eyes, my perspective, I would have to agree. I do have four questions that I've been writing down as we go to be able to see. And I love that you have questions going. <laughs> Listen, I multitask. Okay. I'm not be so well at it, but shit. Shit. But you know, overall, when I even came out to my friends and or my peers in high school, now that I'm thinking about it, I've always only I've only have had female friends. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I think at one point in life I was the same way, but now there is gentlemen who are my friends, mostly my girlfriend's partners. But even them, like, shout out to recent friends who've come in our circle who are straight men who mm-hmm. come around me and they do not feel uncomfortable whatsoever. The opposite, a lo contrario, they egg me on. And we argue like brothers at the end of the day. Or even make jokes about it. Right. Because they know I'm going to fucking answer back and I'm not going to hold back to say none. Hashtag, Mm -hmm. if you ever hear this, (laughs) Rolly. I'm now realizing that that up to this point, I've only only had female friends. But I think it's also because we tend to understand each other in a way. Yes, I think I think I, I would have to agree when it comes to gay women, gay and women. I think we understand very much each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah, even now, it was even a fascinating topic coming out to my two younger sisters because there's a 20 age difference between one of the younger one and myself. I remember even her asking me maybe a year ago if I liked men, and I said yes, and I should I tried not to get into that topic with her too much because she's still very young my other sister you know she also had a lot of questions and you know i was able to respond you know to certain questions help them understand that yes i am their older brother but i'm also openly gay and i am who i am Mm -hmm. so that topic was even fascinating to even navigate Okay. Um, that being said, I was typing it and I was going to get to it later, but I think it would tie in perfectly with the conversation. Um, in your perspective, what would you say would be the appropriate age? And I think that's something we're all going through, especially, you know, in the state of Florida with our governor, the Hortis. Um, <laughs> what did, you know, what would be the appropriate age you think that it's okay to sit down with a child and have this conversation i would honestly think in my personal opinion this is my own personal opinion anyone can say otherwise but this is just my personal opinion overall i would think around the age of like 15 and 16 okay now your little sister she's too young Mm -hmm. she we're gonna give it if i'm not mistaken she's seven right Mm -hmm. okay Eight years from now, she's 15 years old. What would be the conversation you would have with her? I would probably sit down with her and ask her, you know, are there any questions or anything that she's wanted to know thus far up to that age and figure out if she wants to know some of the coming out story or whatever, I can simplify it for her. Just tell her to listen to the podcast. Yeah, or that too. But overall... (laughs) If she had any questions that were 
a little bit too straightforward or over my boundary, I would hold off a little longer. But if she had certain specific questions, I would try to honestly answer to my best of ability. Okay. So that being said, let's say, you know, in the next year or two, you're going back home and you take the husband that you married behind my back with you. Um, <laughs> you're still hung up about it. Yep. And I will break that up as much as I can. Let's say you, you take him back home. There's a gathering, whatever the case might be. How are you going to explain that to your sister, to your little sister? I'm just going to explain it simply. And I've thought about this before too. I would just say, he loves me. I love him. And it's just how mommy and daddy love each other. And it, it just works. And she's a smart, she's a very smart girl. Like, let me tell you, she can answer a FaceTime call really quickly. And I was even now looking back at it, I was even really confused. Um, Why would you think you were confused? Because at the time I had already kind of fully accepted myself in a way, like maybe 60%. And then my mom randomly telling me that after, you know, being outed kind of figure out my own emotions i was kind of confused here and there because okay. you also have to understand now as an adult i identify as a christian but religion for me even growing up was very difficult for me to understand because i remember even growing up crying in bed trying to you know ask god like why did you make me this way why am i feeling this and within yourself do you think you ever gave yourself an answer without knowing exactly now what you would know now back then when i would cry myself to sleep and you know wonder why i didn't know at the time but now i learned the the hard way that you know he makes everyone the way he makes them and at the end of the day we're all his children and, and we're not you know we're not just made for this or that but okay. at the time, I was very scared. I didn't know what I was going through. And growing up and going through puberty was even difficult. I mean, I think we all get confused at one point. Um, excuse the sirens. I don't know something like going on back there because I hear them sirens. I have no idea. But whatever it is, it's not my business. I'm just nosy. Um, totally just put my phone down instead of reading a question. So when your mom, when your mom said that she didn't contact, did you feel hurt betrayed or relieved i felt a mix of both i felt relieved because you know i since i am the only boy i was kind of smothered in a way by her often you know i was 18 i moved across the country by myself i did whatever and i could be at what in the u.s you would consider an adult at the age of 18 so I didn't have anyone to bound me to their specific rules of what I can and cannot do. So I felt relief because, you know, at the time I was even doing makeup at the time. I could, you know, bend the norms of gender norms and just be myself when I wanted to be masculine, feminine, whatever, mm -hmm. and not have to explain myself to anybody. But then I did feel sometimes the the sadness of not being able to talk to my mom or my dad about specific things or problems going on because there was no contact so like i had to bottle a lot of it up overall you know it's kind of like a give and take yeah i mean i think we all go through something like that at the moment have you ever had a full-on conversation or sat down with your parents to 
kind of like educate them more so their understanding of who you are as a gay man. I have tried in the past, but um, I tend to always see a cycle happen where they will try to understand and then they get frustrated because they don't understand because they're not educated on it. Mm-hmm. And my mom, overall, she will understand certain things, but there's things that I guess she's not re- mentally prepared for. for. And right. I don't think she's even prepared for it now i think overall it might take a few more years for her to fully understand who i am because you also have to think her upbringing compared to mine are very different i was raised here in the states in the u.s where you can be yourself without people asking you can live by your rules when back in back at home for her it was you get married if you have a child with someone that you're not married to it's done the his, the Mexican traditional way. Right. And there's a lot of Mexican traditional traditions overall that are not for me. A lot yeah. of things are not just made for me. I think, I mean, with all of us, you know, no matter where you come from, there's a lot of things that it's traditional, the way things have to be, but no. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's like a lot of traditional things that you would think would apply, but don't overall. But that could probably be for another another episode. Definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to the beginning, complete beginning. If you could rewrite the story, what would you change? I wouldn't change anything. The only thing I would honestly change that I wish I could have was my coming out to my parents, being outed. Because it was completely, I was blindsided Mm -hmm. by it. I shouldn't have been because I think I was old enough, but I thought maybe I could, I maybe had the thought of holding off until I was way older to explain myself or come out overall, but it happened the way it happened. But I think I wouldn't have changed it either way because with my mom taking me to conversion, you know, the the shrink, I think my mom needed to hear that from a professional. Yeah. To fully understand that, one, I am the way I am, and I'm not crazy. I just wish I could have done it my own way. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I would have honestly changed. It tends to always leave, sometimes, no matter the difficulty of coming out, or the challenges, it tends to lead to a very beautiful outcome of a very beautiful human being being themselves. Yes, it does. I mean, I think everybody, like I said before, should just accept, truly just be yourself. It helps that everyone goes through their own challenges and heartbreak and whatever, and it makes everyone stronger no matter what the situation or circumstances are. Yeah. But overall, the only advice that I would give to someone that, you know, is coming out or is considering coming out, do it in your own terms. Um, Don't give in to someone pressuring you or trying to get an explanation out of you to force it out of you. 
you come out whenever you want to come out and you be who you are and not give two flying fucks of what others think or say. They can talk all they want. They're just jealous they're not free and amazing as everyone is. Yes. But I think that's that's overall the message that I would give to people. Come out on your own terms. Don't don't let anybody anybody do it for you. Definitely. I mean, I think it it changes di- dynamics in letting somebody else push you. That's overall it. I just wanted us to, you know, give our listeners a little touch in of the first episode and then more to come, more topics to come and more interviews and just, you know, overall get a first feel of you and I. I agree. I feel like um, it was a good overall talk. I mean, I think we actually learned more about each other mm-hmm. um, having this little conversation on a serious note, because I mean, we do fool around a lot and have crazy conversations, come together conversations we've had. That It truly is. But we're going to wrap this this uh, episode up for now. And I hope everyone enjoyed. And please subscribe to us two bitches. That's right. Because we have so many more episodes planned and a lot of more crazy stuff, even story times of crazy things we've done in our lives. So go ahead and just, you know, hit the follow button. We're available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And we are here and we will probably be uploading bi-weekly maybe yeah i think we should be able to do it i mean with our schedules work we'll try bi-weekly if we can manage something sooner then we'll definitely get out to you guys perfect thank you very much for joining us you guys i don't know if you want to say anything jc all i gotta say is bye bitches bye bitches all right you guys we will see you next